Happy New Year! Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Odin. It's 2021, the worst year since 653 is over. Straight, straight up, straight up. In the beginning, I was like, world tragedy, right? But I was like, you know, for me, like, I got to stay at home a little bit. I got to spend some more time with the family. That wasn't bad. And then as the year went on, more and more crap just piled onto my life. I'm like, I am done with 2020. Bring me 2021. I'm done with this year. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah, it was the the year started off okay. And then in March, it, you know, every everybody was having it in March. And then it was okay for my wife and I. Uh, you know, we were financially okay. And I got to stay home a little bit more and do some things. And I was still able to have a job and teach. And uh, the summer was okay. And I was able to sneak away and visit family. But... Uh, Man, I'm ready for this year to be done and some good news coming in January. Well, with that said, one thing that was great last year was I had an amazing time recording these videos and reading these stories with you. Like, seriously, highlight of the year, what we accomplished in 2020. I mean, think about it. We did three Faulkner works. We had a year of Tolstoy. We had all these short stories, novellas. I had a blast doing so much of these, and I can't wait to do more next year, right? Oh, yeah. We hit some major novels. We read our first uh, uh, Stormlight, Stormfather novel. Uh, Stormlight Archive. Come on. Storm, B- uh, Storm, Storm Stormy, Blossom Crypto. Get Stormy it Daniels. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need some Kofefe. Um, but no, and I, I got to read some amazing pieces that I don't think I ever would have read otherwise. And uh, it's kind of a cool like bragging right, I think, solely because of you in this channel is that I think I'm probably one of, if not the most well-read person at my school now. And that's kind of a cool feeling to be around hundreds of other educators and know that I read more than any of them, probably, uh, between all the novels and short stories. We, we, we gained over 1,500 subscribers, and uh, you know we've done so many collabs and met so many new people, too, which is really cool. And uh, you know I, I, I love having more friends. You can never have enough friends in this business. So uh, yeah, thank you to you and everybody else. It's, it's been a good year for BookTube, per se, and one of the only positives of 2020. <laughs> right. So... Speaking of which, I have a very ambitious 2021, but I want to say this first. Our our agreement is that real life comes first. This is this is going to be a goal. It's going to be a schedule, but it's not going to be a whip. So if we need to to tap out, if we're having issues with keeping up or real life hits us in some way, that comes first, okay? But but I'm going to list a very aggressive goal for us for 2021. Do I get any uh, what's the thing? Uh, what's the terminology where you get like a veto? No, you have you, you have know, no, like you have no power in this conversation. I, like I, like in the court, you know, in the court where like the the lawyer gets to be like, no, that juror has to objection. go. Objection. <laughs> no objections. That's the judge. Oh no, you, uh, a mulligan? No, it's not a mulligan. That's golf. That's golf. Uh, I don't know what you're going for, but. I'm telling you what. Do I get to kick one out? (laughs) Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Okay. But I don't think you. I don't think you're going to want to. Okay. Okay. I've got some great. I've got some great plans here. I've I've put way too much effort into this. I trust you. As usual, we put way too much thought into this. (laughs) All right. Okay. How many months are there in 2021? (laughs) Because there were like 19 in 2020. That's true. true. Last last year we were doing 12 months. We had 20 months in 2020. We only get 12 months in 2021. 
Okay, so, so we're not going to accomplish as much. So know that first of all channel. So one of the things that we, you and I had been talking about off camera is that it was great to do the the Latin and National Hispanic Heritage Month, right? It was great doing National yes. Russian Heritage Month where we, we really even dove further into Russian literature. Uh, it was great, of course, you know, Black History Month. And of course, Black History had a very important highlight and an opportunity put on on creators for, for last year. I think what we want to talk about the last year is that while we want to celebrate diversity, we want to celebrate, you know, minorities, we don't want to celebrate them and tokenize them in, in just the month. It should be a year round thing. So one of the things that we're going to do is have a year round purpose and highlight on these, these specific literatures from Latin, Russian, black authors throughout the whole year. But we're also going to be celebrating, for example, in February, all Black History Month is, is what we're going to be doing. I think that's fair. I think that relegating something to a month in a way is sort of like insulting. But if it's a scheduling thing, saying each month has its own designation, uh, I think that's fair as well, as long as everything gets more of an equal treatment. Well, I think it's fair, too, that when you have a month, if you've never done it before, you don't know what you're getting into. So let's let's kind of dive into this was kind of our mentality. And I think I think we've learned a lot. I think we've learned like, hey, here's some cultures that we can't we can't celebrate everything. But here's some that we kind of want to focus and laser focus on for, for 2021. Who knows what 2022 is going to bring? But this is something that I think that's going to be important for us. So that's going to be part of our channel design, particularly for short stories and stuff like that throughout this year is we're going to be hitting on those throughout the whole year. Yeah, and I think people can see how we fell in love with Russian literature, and I fell in love with Pushkin and Tolstoy and all these other literary greats, and it's like, well, now we want to do that more often. I don't want to do that just in one month. I want to read that all the time because it's such good literature. So for January, we're bringing back the search for the greatest short story ever. I know we had a lot of people that really enjoyed, well, what are the greatest short stories that ever happened? You know, I read novels all the year round. Isn't it fair that I check out a few short stories? Well, January, that's where you need to jump in with us as the greatest short story. We are looking for it. We're going to look across several different cultures as well as American cultures. Obviously going to be a, a key concept because that's kind of the language that we speak. Wasn't it funny that I found my greatest one in February? <laughs> my favorite short story. It was just like two weeks after we did all of those. That yeah, was hilarious. Was like, we, we were searching for the greatest short story, but then we found it when we weren't searching for the greatest short story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to good old Flannery in February. <laughs> that was funny. So we're also going to be looking at 100 years of solitude in January. Hopefully we'll see schedule, a very aggressive schedule, not a whip but a goal, right? So along with Noah, Christy, Summer, there's going to be some great channels. We'll put some links down below as that's starting to happen and hopefully make that happen. And then we're going to lead into February, which I'm more excited about because we also discovered Zora Neale Hurston last year. Oh, 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 oh. she is, oh man, oh, she's kills. Good. So I've got two short stories planned for her in short order in February, March, as well as her novel, Their Eyes Were Watching God. So we're going to be going deep on Zora Neale Hurston, amazing writer. Writer, as well as kicking off, uh, Christy Lewis announced on her channel that she's going to be doing the Brothers Karamazov February-March read-along by Fyodor Dostoevsky. We, we couldn't resist. We raised our hand. Can we help? And she very graciously offered us a chance to co-host that. So if you are down for Brothers Karamazov, and I know there was a recent read-along with that, if you fell off or couldn't complete it, we're going to go into heavy detail. and We're going to take two months to go through it. If that sounds like it's appropriate for you, 
you got to come enjoy this. You got to come enjoy this with me because this is my favorite Dostoevsky novel ever of the two that I've read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that uh, if, you know, somebody wasn't successful, maybe we can help them out, you know, because we do the before you read and then we break it down, you know, in just a few good videos and that can help maybe, you know, pull you through some of those tougher parts because some people are a little bit intimidated by those, you know, more uh, uh, strict, you know, Russian style authors. Well, and Christy, more importantly, too, you know, as a teacher, you know that interaction is important for understanding and learning from a student's perspective. Christy's going to have some live streams where we're going to be on those. We're going to be breaking down the book at, you know, four, four parts, I think roughly, you know, we'll, we'll announce has the schedule as we get to it. But the idea is that we're going to have some opportunities to interact with you guys and talk about it and discuss it and really dive into it to make sure that it's a two way street to break down that very important novel. It's amazing. You guys got to check this one out. I hope you consider reading along with us for all of these. If you're interested in reading along with these, we want to know in the comments down below because that's going to be important for us also for scheduling. Now, for quarter two, let's talk about sci-fi fiction and fantasy, okay? We've got... Oh, that's my bread and butter. We got Slaughterhouse-Five, my favorite novel of all time, across all authors, across all literature. Slaughterhouse-Five is my jam. We exposed you to it with the graphic novel, and we're reading it with one of the greatest channels out there, Leslie from the Nerdy Narrative will be doing this story with us. Now, has she read it? She has not. So both you, you okay. and her, you're, you're both virgins <sighs> in the sense of this book. Okay, because I was like, if she's read it, that's not fair. And like, I'm going to feel like the moron here. I feel like the, you know, third wheel. But all right. So you are the only one that has read this supposed greatest novel ever written. All no, right. No, so no, that's no, no, exciting. No. Dr- drop supposed. It's the greatest novel ever written. So the supposed greatest novel ever written. The (laughs) greatest novel ever written. If you would like to read that, we would love to know down below. We're gauging interest on all of these. Please let us know if you'd like to do a read-along on all of these, and we'll see what we can make in terms of interactive and having some fun with these books. Because I'm telling you, these books are are they're going to be a lot of fun. Brothers Karamazov and, and Slaughterhouse-Five are quite interesting. Now, the other things that we're kind of looking at for quarter two in terms of fantasy, I was looking at we got to finish The Dark Tower. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we failed that one, didn't we? We, we did we not failed. make it to the Dark Tower in that 2020. Was, that was a 2020 fail. and But that's okay. We, we had some other stuff in there that was good. But we're also going to be looking at the Stormlight Archive. We have the Words of Radiance that was purchased for us by Leslie. I'd love to continue that as well. There's going to be some loose play there between how we schedule those. But those are kind of what we're looking at in terms of finishing up this year. That would be what, like March-ish? April for? Quarter two. That's That's all the info I'm going to give you. Okay, that makes me nervous. Right. Those are, I know that's like a 2,000-page book. Well, <sighs> here's, here's what I want to know. Another big <laughs> thing that we're looking at kind of in the late quarter to midsummer is we had recommended to us Wise Blood by Flannery O'Connor, as well as this other novel that, that I'm kind of looking at. But combating against it, that is just, we're fatalistically being pulled towards it is East of Eden by John Steinbeck. There's been so many people that are like, you know, I'd be interested in an East of Eden read-along. I want to know if, if, if you guys would be more interested in us covering Wise Blood or if we could do like a huge community-wide East of Eden thing because it sounds like there's some appetite for that. We'd love to kind of drive that if that's something that you're interested because in. Johnny Beck, he's our boy. We love him. We're looking forward to getting back into him. It's just a timing thing. Let us know if that's something that you guys would be down for. So they would whip us into that? No whip. No whip. 
All right, so let's talk about some cultural things. So in terms of Japanese literature, obviously I it was my minor in college. It's something that I need to to continue to push forward. That's something that I'm going to push throughout the year. Now, something that I've never really had an interest in this writer named Haruki Murakami. Murakami. Murakami? Murakami? I'd have to look at his name again. But everybody talks about him like in like the the some of the the literature circles, but it also seems kind of like maybe Maybe like the guy's got some problems that, that, that we wouldn't love, but he's super popular. So I want to kind of at least check him out, at least one novel by him, at least some couple short stories and say, is this a writer for us? Or are we going to kind of write him off of just like, this isn't our jam. I don't know what novel we'd pick, but I've heard like Kafka on the shore is like a fairly complex, you know, intricate novel that might be fun for us to kind of pick apart. We'll see, but we're, we're definitely looking at kind of maybe checking out him along with a bunch of other, you know, great, great Japanese writers. We've got tons of, uh, you know, Banana Yoshimitsu, I'm not gonna say, tons of Japanese other writers that we're looking at checking out this year as well. Well, we, we always give everybody a chance, right? So we give them one, and if we like it, we give another. If not, then sorry, we got, we, time is precious, time is money. All right, so what we learned is that crypto is officially on the bandwagon for Russian literature this past year. So yeah, I'm I'm Ruski now. So so we've talked about Brothers Karamazov, which I am actually very excited for because Ooh. you know I've read it before and it's amazing. I really, really enjoy yeah, that book. And I've never read that, so love it. Next. Okay. Also, we're doing The Idiot by Dostoevsky as well at the end of the Boom. Year. Oh, right, give me more. Give me more. Okay. Give it, give it, give ooh, it. Oh, get ready. You ready to get warmed up, baby? All right. Yeah. We're doing The Dead Souls. Dead Souls. A read-along with Christy Lewis from Dostoevsky in Space in kind of like the April Mayish time frame as well. You got more? Is there oh, more? Oh, oh there's I'm more. I'm greedy. Are you ready? You ready? I'm ready. Anna Karenina by Ooh. Lev Tolstoy. A read-along. This will be our first Tolstoy novel. We're going to be doing this read-along in October and November along with Leslie and Christy Lewis as well. We'll probably have some interactive content for that as well. Super excited for that one. They're gonna, they're, they're gonna be tired of us. Be like, ah, oh, crypto uno, no more. Yeah, please, can we tap out now? Like, I know it's May, like May or April, but we don't want to do any more read-alongs. With you signed up, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. We are the whip. <laughs> All right, now importantly, we just wrapped up a very foreign Christmas Russia edition, and which was awesome, that, a lot of fun. Awesome, absolutely enjoyed it in a very depressing way. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to go someplace a little happier or not? I don't know. The, the point of this is exploring cultures that are different from ours. And we, we found after we had already kind of planned, scripted, in terms of well, you know what, what stories we were going to read, that there was this company that was putting out this book called A Very Russian Christmas that had 80% of the content that we were doing anyways. What we may do this year, 2021... They've got like a Scandinavian Christmas. They've got a German Christmas. They've got a French Christmas. We could do one of those, but I think what we want to do is explore a very specific culture this Christmas as well. So I think we're going to repeat that because I had so much fun with this past year's with Christy do, Lewis. You know, if you if yeah. you guys heard about Christy Lewis, you know, <laughs> yeah, we haven't mentioned her yet. <laughs> well, we could do uh, yeah. Well, let us know in the comments below, and if there's a specific one that most people say, hey, do this one because we loved your videos and we want to do that. We could do, you know, whatever one you guys want us to. If not, then uh, maybe we'll flip a coin or see whoever wants to go on a new Christmas sleigh adventure with us. All right. Last last section here. Author spotlights. Have you heard about a writer named William Faulkner Crypto? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, Billy Falk. I Billy, think I've read a couple of his uh, books, right? Billy Fox, you want to get yeah. fucked up again? We're going to continue yeah. the fucked up journey, right? So Okay, yeah, yeah. So I introduced you to his greatest novel, in my opinion. The Reavers. Absalom. Absalom, <laughs> <laughs> Absalom, right? My oh, opinion. yeah, we read that one, too. I forgot. And then and then everybody else's opinion, The Sound and the Fury, right? So <laughs> or so The Reavers, me. Right, right. So what we did is we skipped the gateway drug, okay? We skipped Gateway Faulkner, which was actually my first William Faulkner ever as I lay dying. Okay. Yeah, you threw me in the deep end on that one. You're like, you get this and nothing else and you'll like it. Dude, it's an author's first book challenge where you don't know if you're going to ever get another book published. I didn't know if you're ever going to read another Faulkner. <laughs> it was tough. It was touch and go there. Right, let me try to say it real quick. Yakapatanafa. No. Nope. Was it close? No, no. I still don't. Damn it. That's right. You've got a whole nother year to figure it out. <laughs> So as I lay dying, uh, very wonderful existentialist nihilistic work. We'll, we'll get into it. We're going to be doing light in August again. These are very much these are much more approachable than Absalom Absalom or The Sound and the Fury. Still very experimental. I mean, is it safe to say that every Faulkner piece, while has that unity of his voicing, has been very different in the narration and what it's attempting to accomplish? Th- these are very different as well. Like, that's why Faulkner's one of my favorite writers is just how different his books are. And then um, Faulkner in August. We're, we're, the current plan, I believe, is Sanctuary, so we're going to be doing Sanctuary as well for our three Faulkner novels. Yeah, I love Faulkner. I really, he grew on me the way that his voice changes from novel to novel to story to story and to have these compelling characters and just that it's encapsulated in this one little backwoods world of, you know, America to have so much Americana in it. It is, it is so enticing. And it just like, every time I go back there, it's like, yeah, I remember why this guy is considered one of, if not the greatest American author ever. Right. Well, you know, it, it's, it's all subjective, right? Here, sure. Here's one of the interesting things that I think about with this is sometimes they'll say things like, this author can't be translated. You you have to read it in its original language. And I agree. There, there's parts that cannot be translated, but they can be explained, right? There's nothing that can't be explained, I feel like, for the most part, because even stuff that's like, well, hey, there's not a direct translation, but here's kind of what it means. Here's the feeling for it. Feelings are what's more important than words anyways, right? Words are just way to communicate ideas and stuff. And emotions, I, sure. Yeah, so, so whenever someone says that, I'm like, come on. You can translate something, and then with some additional context, footnotes, annotations, you can get people closer to the truth. Even though, you know, if you don't grow up in that culture, in that worldview, you won't fully get it, but you can get you can get towards the idea. So I look at Faulkner, I'm like, how the crap do you translate that? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and not trying is the crime here is to just dismiss it is, is I think, you know, detrimental to one's personal growth as a person and education. So to say, oh, you can't do it. You're, you're, I'm just, that person's already like, nope, you just, you're, you're dead to me. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think that's fair. I think you can translate anything. And I think some things are lost in translation. And I think you can, but it's worth trying. It's worth trying. I think you can have footnotes to help context, but it's all about expanding your worldview and understanding other viewpoints. Will you get a hundred percent the naturalistic view? No, no, you won't. hundred percent you won't. But 
that doesn't mean you shouldn't try or shouldn't get closer to it. Which brings us to our second and final part of tonight, which is the last author spotlight. None other than Hurricane Clarice herself, Brazil's most famous female writer. Wow. She has, ripped, she has ripped out our hearts and thrown them on the floor with some of the most amazing writing, we've introspective writing we've ever seen. I think, I don't know if we go back through the whole year of 2020, it would be a toss-up. I think I'd have to toss a coin between her and Pushkin for the biggest influence on me mm-hmm. and maybe the channel as a whole. Okay, P- Pushkin and Lispector, okay. I think they would both have a shot maybe maybe flannery o'connor i don't know like it would maybe be like a a three-way standoff but she's definitely in the 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 discussion has to be right well it they definitely have a shot it was definitely a snowstorm or blizzard of of literary assaults (laughs) and it would be a crime to you know this mathematic professor not to figure that out all right anyways she did there so so what we're doing from clarice is near to the wild heart her first novel okay We're going to be doing The Hour of the Star, her last and critically acclaimed most famous novel. Okay, those are both near to the wild heart. I'm looking forward to you getting into that one. It's very interesting. Now, I haven't read Hour of the Star. I haven't read Aquaviva. Aquaviva described to me is like no novel you've ever read before in your life. Okay, this is the equivalent of painting in words. There's no plot. Ooh. There's no plot. You're just going to Ooh. read things. And and when you look at a painting and these emotions and things wash over you, that's what Aqua Viva sets out to do with words. Have so, you ever read it? No, 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 no. The only thing I've ever read by her was I'm part of Near to the Wild Heart. I've read the first, first part of it. Um, so it could replace your favorite novel of all time, Slaughterhouse-Five. I, I could hate it, too. You don't know. We will see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike You're any- such a negative Nancy. <laughs> yes, that is that is our goal is to be opposites on this channel. Whatever you choose, I will do the opposite. Now, interestingly, okay, enough, I hate it. I hate I, it. I, I, I'm, I love it already. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just gonna love it. So the first, so for the a channel first, we are doing a children's book by Clarice Lispector called "The Woman Who Killed Fish," and here's what I love about this is some critics have said, well, we understand your children's literature, but we don't understand your adult literature. And I love, I love the, the acerbic tone that she responded with. Am I supposed to write stuff that to your level? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's a burn, right? (laughs) Well, get this. So, so the, the title story, the, the woman who killed fish or a fish, I may have dropped a determinant there. (laughs) is about when she was supposed to like watch after her kids fish and she just like her kid was going to be gone for a month and she like forgot to feed it for like a couple of days and it died. <laughs> oh. One of the stories, she's she's like a super pet lover. She had this dog Ulysses, named after one of her like psychotherapists, psychoanalysts and um it's it's just the point of view is the dog. You're the dog for the story and he's looking at oh. Clarice. Cool. That's yeah. pretty neat. That's unique. Yeah. I like that. So that's are we that's, gonna have uh, are we gonna have the little Una on there on uh, no. the, the children's story? That's a good question. Should I have Mason on for that story? Mm, for maybe. sure. Yeah, yes. So yes, star. That'll so be nobody pr- cares about Christy or Leslie. They want Mason. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll no offense, be, ladies. 
that'll definitely be a pre-order that if we learned anything from last year, I need to pre-order for you to make sure that it actually happens. Yep. Two months in advance. (laughs) (laughs) So, so while that seems very detailed, there are tons of other things that I didn't mention in terms of probably, I'm going to guess I have about a hundred short stories planned for us, you know, across, across these different cultures, across these different backgrounds and experience and worldviews. Uh, those were most of the main novels. And like I said, part of why I wanted to announce this was to kind of get some feedback from you guys of, are these things that you're interested in? Are there other things that you're interested in? This is meant to be kind of a two way street in the comments section down below for us to express what we think we're most excited about, but also to hear, you know, that as it's bouncing off the wall, what, what, what do you guys think about it? So I have a question. If we were to take all the stuff we're going to read in 2021, and compare it to the amount of time that I say sleep. Will I be reading more or sleeping more in 2021? Put well, your I, guesses in the comments below. <laughs> I, I'm hoping reading, but you never know. They might they might be intertwined for all we know. Yeah, I'm going to have to read while I'm asleep to complete 100 short stories, all these novels and recording on top of it. When am I going to grade my DBQs? I have so many <laughs> DBQs on the Afghan scramble to grade, Una. <laughs> well, guys, we are really looking forward to 2021. Again, goals, not whips. We wanted to be aggressive and we wanted to continue some of the love and the passion that we're experiencing with these books. If you haven't been kind of experiencing some of the passion with us, what are you doing? You need to get in on these reads with us. These are some amazing books and literature that we've been reading. If you're down for discussions like that, please make sure you hit that subscribe button to join us on the journey. We post videos every Monday and Thursday with a bonus video on Tuesdays. Una out. I whip my book around. I whip my book around. Peace. <laughs>